Good evening and welcome to A Closer Look inside Lehigh Valley Nonprofits. I'm your host, Laurie Hackett. And listeners, as you know, each month we gather to talk about nonprofit organizations in the Lehigh Valley, who's running them, who's volunteering for them, and where can you get involved. Our community comes together like no other. And that's why we love to spend time together each month, really understanding what the opportunities are. We have great guests planned for tonight, so we're excited to get started. My first guest, who I'm very pleased to welcome, is the Artistic Director for Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival, Jason King-Jones. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Laura. I'm really happy to be here tonight. Well, we're thrilled to have you. You've been in the Valley for how long? About 17 months now. 17 months you've been in the Valley. You've really been involved and engaged in so many ways, certainly stepping out as the artistic director of Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. Tell us about all that. The Valley is a really great place to be. I'm so excited to have spent, you know, the better part of two years now here in the Valley. And what I've learned a lot is just how much the people of the Valley really care about the homegrown quality work that exists mm-hmm. here. And I see Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival as a, as a part of that. Also, the other art that has been happening in Allentown and in Bethlehem and Music Fest. You know, whenever I was interviewing for this job, I came from the D.C. area. I was there for about 10 years, which, of course, has so much art and so much theater and, and a lot of stuff going on. And it's a, a larger scale. What I find here is the pride in the organizations that are, are created here, that are run here, and that really highlight the, the work that is done for the community right here in the Valley. That's so great to hear, again, having been here for a while, having spent time out in community, to hear someone new who's been here not even two years um, have that kind of impression. That's really exciting. Yeah, and it's what people were talking about as I was interviewing for this job. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really great art here, not only, and, and other great reasons to live here, to work here, to play here. And the art communities were a big part of that. Mm-hmm. What was it, Jason, about this particular role at Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival that made you say yes? I was really drawn to the mission. I was really drawn to the mission of Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival, which in a nutshell is to engage, inspire, entertain the widest possible audience through great Shakespeare and great plays, and also through education and outreach and and other engagement programs. It really spoke to me. As somebody who grew up being involved in the theater from an early age, I knew that making theater makes for a better individual, makes for better families, makes for better communities. Mm -hmm. It creates an opportunity for an individual to learn how to express themselves and how to connect with others and how to listen. And then as an audience member, it invites us to come together collectively Mm -hmm. to experience something together live. And there's no thing like live theater that really brings us together to share a story that then we can all remember and talk about and bring us closer together as a community. Mm -hmm. So the, the mission really is what drove me. I love that. And I'm tearing up, listeners, just so you know, because I feel so strongly and obviously in agreement about the experiences that we have at live theater are like nothing else. Could you share with our listeners a little bit more about the festival, about when this festival is, what it looks like? I think some people... I know I heard you recently make the joke that somebody said, oh, I haven't yet been to the Renaissance Festival. And Yeah, neither have I. Yes. I look forward to going to the Renaissance Festival <laughs> at some point, but that's not what the Pennsylvania Shakespeare exactly. Festival is. Yeah, and, and also the word festival, because this community has so many amazing mm-hmm. festivals. Of course, Music Fest is is one of, is the, the marquee one, but there are also, there. you know, we talked about Bacon Fest, mm-hmm. and you know, there, there are just so many great festivals, and most of them are really limited by 
two weeks or less in like their amount of time when they you can actually as an audience member or community member enjoy that. The Shakespeare Festival is different because what it essentially is is a major regional theater that is compressed within the span of about 10 weeks. And it lives on the campus of DeSales University between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Our first performance this year of The Play That Goes Wrong starts May 29th, and our final performance of Cymbeline and The Color Purple is August 4. And in that span of time, Mm -hmm. we have eight productions, including a community tour, including children's shows that are going to libraries and still on the campus of DeSales University, two musicals, a lot of Shakespeare. There's a massive amount of work that we condense into those 10 weeks on the campus of DeSales. So if you haven't been to the campus of DeSales University, you haven't been to the Shakespeare Festival, you really need to check it out because there's just so much to experience in a really condensed amount of time. It really is like a a whole season's worth of regional theater in a limited amount of time. Part of that's because the facilities that we have the benefit of utilizing are the the theater facilities that the DeSales University students use in the academic year. And when that closes down, we take over the dorms to house all the artists from New York and from D.C. and Los Angeles and wherever they come from. And we take over the performance spaces to create this professional theater company on the campus. And tell us more about the artists who are performing. You mentioned they're from New York. Are there any local artists? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mix. We definitely have some local artists. And what I'm also noticing as I'm getting to know more transplants in the community, Mm -hmm. that there are more really great local artists who live here. We're finding more ways to to invite them to be a part of what we do. We certainly also have Tony Award-nominated, Tony Award-winning actors. We have have a lot of actors from the Philadelphia area because, uh, for example, this summer, 1812 Productions, which is an all-comedy theater troupe out of Philadelphia, they had a really great successful production of The Play That Goes Wrong last spring. Most of the actors who are involved in that show are mm-hmm. also actors that our audiences have seen year in and year out on the campus of DeSales at Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. So we're like, why don't we bring that entire company, bring Love that it. whole production up? It was it was a hit. It sold out. Let's bring that whole company up. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're beginning the season this summer. And then a lot of those actors are sticking around to form what's essentially a resident company of actors to then be in The Merry Wives of Windsor and then be in Cymbeline. That's great. What is the partnership like with DeSales? It's fantastic. And it really, we, we would not be able to exist without the benefits and the support from DeSales. We are our own nonprofit, our own mm-hmm. 501c3 for, for, for this conversation. It's helpful to kind of know. Uh, we have our own board, mm-hmm. uh, which you are a part of, and we really appreciate you being a part of that. So we have our own board. We, we run, we, our government is our, you know, our, our own 501c3, but, and our greatest contributor, greatest supporter is DeSales University. They provide the theater space. They provide our offices for our year-round staff. We have a small year-round staff, about a dozen people. We share some employees with DeSales University. Our box office are both the DeSales University's Act One Productions box mm-hmm. office and PSF's box office. We share the same costume shop manager so that the costumes that the students have access to, PSF has access to, and it is a well-inventoried stock of costumes. So there's a there's a lot of interplay 
between uh, between the two. And what about the staff of Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival? How how big is your staff? Yeah, in year round, like I said, we have about a dozen staff members year round. I co-lead the institution with our managing director, Casey yes. William Gallagher, who's been with the festival for 25 years. He's the institutional member. He is. So many of us know Casey, have worked with him throughout the community. So that's yeah. great. So, so Casey and I are, are the co-leaders yep. and we have a marketing and a development and an education and a production staff mm-hmm. that are that are year round. Then in the summer, we expand to about 200 people wow. because we're hiring in, you know, all of the actors and designers, directors, choreographers, intimacy and fight directors, as well as our technical directors and our costume shop staff and our lighting department and sound. Some of them are students from other universities. Some of them are on faculty or or other other employees from other institutions around who have the summers off who then come here to make theater in the summertime. We also have a young company of actors who are who are DeSales University theater students who then make up the core young company. Mm-hmm. And they are getting an incredible education in the summertime, working alongside these professionals in shows with uh, with the professionals. And they also then will tour the, the play on community tour. And they, they make up that company. So much opportunity and so much economic development. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival is adding to the Lehigh Valley every year. Absolutely. We have you know we have people who travel from ac- across the country and certainly from the region to come to the festival. But mm-hmm. you know we I, I recall somebody who flew up from Louisiana to see our production of The Tempest last year. So the the, the tourism dollars that come in, the hotels, the, the and the, the economic development of all the all the people who have to like go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and all you know and just live for the summer here in the Lehigh Valley. It's a major economic driver. That's, that's great. Jason, you're so spirited. I mean, this is such a fitting role for you. We're really lucky to have you in the Valley. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and some of the inspiration for you being in this field? Absolutely. I was inspired to do theater from a high school theater program. I'm originally from the Ozarks in Southwest Missouri, and I went to school. I went to undergraduate school at what is now Missouri State. It was Southwest Missouri State then. And then I took an internship in directing at a Shakespeare theater in New Jersey and made some really great connections and decided to move to New York and make my way and figure it out. I lived in mm-hmm. the New York area for about 10 years as a freelance artist, worked on Broadway and off Broadway and regional theater, did a lot of assisting and a lot of creating my own work and creating a lot of stuff. And then after I got married and had a child, I went to graduate school in Boston University. And then from there, we moved down to uh, the D.C. area. And I worked for 10 years at the Olney Theater Center in Olney, Maryland, where I was the senior associate artistic director. And then after we made it through the pandemic and we mm-hmm. did a lot of great developing and programming there, I started looking for an opportunity to, to lead an institution myself, found this as a place that just really felt like home. That's great. And I know you've gotten involved in the community. Yes. Talk a little bit about that experience, please. Well, the more I get to know the community, the more I feel like I can really feel and call this place home. So it was important from a professional, but also from a personal standpoint. I've gotten really involved with the chamber. I'm a part of the Nonprofit and Business Partners Council. And that's uh, been fantastic just to get to know so many different people who understand that making this community stronger year in and year out takes work and it takes us collectively working together. What we've also done then with the festival is we've created more community partnerships. The, the tour connects with lots of different community partners and we also have a community day. And this all feels like the same work, whether it's me personally mm-hmm. being involved in the, the chamber or just getting out to meet as many people as I can or us as an institution making more connections 
the more connections we make, the more relationships and mm -hmm. partnerships we build, the better we are as an institution and the better we can serve the community too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about volunteer opportunities? Is there a way, certainly people can buy tickets to see one of these shows. What are other ways that our listeners can get involved as volunteers? We have one of the best volunteer guilds and they have been here for a long time and they've taught me about what service really can mean. Uh, we have volunteers, uh, and the, the, the Volunteer Guild has its own board, and they have their, their own operations, and we had more than 200 volunteers last summer who are part of the Guild, and I and encourage anybody who wants to be a part of it to, to reach out. PAShakespeare.org is our website. There's information all there about how you can volunteer besides tickets and everything else, and the, our Volunteer Guilds are our ticket takers. They sell our concessions during, you know, after the show, before the show. They are our, our ushers. Some of them have been a part of the festival for 30 years, which is inspiring. And I'm looking for people who want to spend the next 30 years being a part of our organization and volunteering. That is fantastic. We talk about it every month on this show about the incredible opportunities to volunteer. But what you're talking about is a chance if you love theater, maybe you're not meant for the stage, but you want to be around it and mm -hmm. be around that kind of enthusiasm and energy. There's so much opportunity. There is. And they, it really makes the community of Pennsylvania Shakespeare yes. Festival much stronger mm -hmm. when we have when we have the volunteers and the volunteers get to know the artists, the artists mm -hmm. get to know the volunteers. And there are these relationships that authentic relationships that get built. And it's really exciting to see. Love it. So you can volunteer, you can attend a show. What's really nice, and I've done this, is, you know, love coming. But you can build a whole evening and an experience around a show. So I know there's ways you can certainly buy a ticket and attend, but there's things to do before and after some of the shows. Yeah, we have right? pre-show pre entertainment. Larry Lipkiss has been mm -hmm. getting together some musicians for years who have played pre-show music. We also are looking to do some more stuff on Saturday afternoons between shows to create a more robust experience. We have food for sale. People love to kind of BYOB as well. We're also yes. going to be bringing beer trucks in on Saturday. So if you want to get a local brew... Come over and stick around after the show on a Saturday or come early for the mm -hmm. Saturday evening show. We've got tables and we've got umbrellas for the shade. We've got a tent. We've got places for people to, to gather, mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. conversation, experience the, the performances together, and then talk about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, Jason, unfortunately, we're at the end of our time. Wow, that was fast. It was fast, I know. Just a closing question. When you think about this year's festival, yeah. What's the one message you want to leave with our listeners? The theme is persistence of love. And we want you to be a part of the whole season so you can experience how persistence of love plays out in every story we tell. Perfect. Well, thanks so much again. We were joined tonight by Jason King-Jones, Artistic Director of Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. And we'll be right back. Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100 or WDIY.org. Welcome back to A Closer Look. I'm Laurie Hackett, and we're so excited to welcome our next guest. So listeners, please join me in welcoming Carol Obando-Durstein, who is an active community volunteer and leader. Welcome, Carol. Thank you for having me, Laurie. 
Well, thanks for being with us. We were just talking, and as you know, on this program, we've had the opportunity to really get to know community leaders like you who have found a way to bring their gifts and their passions and their talents and give them to so many nonprofit organizations in the Valley. You are certainly one of them. Let's just start with, why do you volunteer? I love this community so much. I'm very grateful to, first of all, even be in this country. And as an immigrant, I live my life with gratitude and a sincere hope that I can give back to this country all that it's given to me. So in whatever community I'm at, (laughs) I'm going to be involved. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to help. Wow. And Carol, we know that about you. You don't just go to the game, you get in the game. (laughs) Thank you. You've been involved in so many organizations. Let's just talk about a few of them, if it's okay. Let's start with Girl Scouts. What is your role there? And what's your energy and inspiration for being so involved with Girl Scouts? So I started off with Girl Scouts as a troop leader, and I'm no longer a troop leader, but I support them in any way that I can. I assisted with the committee for Take the Lead, and Mm -hmm. so I try to do as much as I can with Girl Scouts. Now, not as involved as a troop leader, but I'm supportive in other ways. Mm -hmm. And Girl Scouts does so much. We've had Girl Scout volunteers on the program as well. So it's an incredible program. And I recommend everyone to get involved, even if you don't have a daughter, there are different ways that volunteers can get involved. Oh, absolutely agree. Lehigh University, I know you have an advanced degree from Lehigh, and you've found some very creative and important and impactful ways to be involved at Lehigh. Could you talk about that, please? I'd love to. (laughs) So I had a tremendous experience at Lehigh University studying for a master's in engineering and energy systems engineering. So I continue to serve on the advisory council for that program, for the energy systems engineering program. I'm also, because of the fact that I, I do get involved anywhere that I'm at. Mm-hmm. I applied for a, a fellowship while I was there, and I was part of the Campus Sustainable Impact Fellowship, and it's part of Mountaintop Initiatives. So I also give back to that program, the Mountaintop Initiatives, by being a judge for student presentations through that program. They have various. They have the the uh, Lehigh Valley Impact Fellowship. They have the still the, you know, the one that I was part of, Campus Sustainable Impact Fellowship. They have two more. So it's the way that I can support. And, and I also do things with the Soaring Together. It's an initiative to attract more women to Lehigh University and, and have them also consider STEM careers. So that's another way in which I'm giving back to Lehigh University. I I just can't say enough wonderful things about that experience, and I'm very grateful. Oh, again, great opportunity for you, though you were, while you were going to school, Mm -hmm. you realized that there are ways you could bring yourself and your other interests to Lehigh. So that's wonderful. What about the chamber? I know I see you at chamber meetings. (laughs) Tell us about what it is about the chamber that draws you to be so involved. I am on the Board of Governors and mm-hmm. Executive Committee, and the reason why I'm involved is I just love supporting small businesses and mm-hmm. large businesses, just business in general. I love entrepreneurship. I love uh, to be able to support in that way, and I, I love how my role in the community just intersects with the things that I do at work because mm-hmm. I'm always talking about economic development. I just want businesses to stay here and thrive here, and we have because I work at a utility. I know the good reliability that it has, and I'm, I'm constantly just promoting businesses to stay here and grow here. 
Wow, that's great. And I know there's a lot of opportunity through the chamber to be involved as a volunteer. And where you sit on the board, on exec committee, you're really in a spot to help make some of the decisions and drive the future, really, of economic growth in the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, and I'm so fortunate that I am also now on the board of Ben Franklin Tech Partners of Northeast PA, Mm -hmm. and that's another organization that I thought so highly of from the moment that I set foot in the Mm -hmm. Lehigh Valley. I had known about them, and I was just admitted to the board, so this is a dream come true. That's so great. You're involved in so many ways. What are some of the lessons that you've learned that you could share with our listeners? I have learned to be a human pollinator. I believe that very firmly that I, if I know something, I want to share it with others. I want to connect people. And that's a lesson that I've been developing through my involvement with nonprofits and, and the community. So the other thing that I would say that I've learned along the way is to find ways to incorporate my family into the yes. experiences that I'm having. And that's really meaningful, and I really encourage others to do that, mm-hmm. to find ways to involve their children, their spouses, you know, parents, what have you, to make it really meaningful because it's a, a family activity. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing the difference that made? I know you have two children. Are yes. you seeing in them the same kind of commitment to giving back and community service? Yes, I definitely am, and I, I know that I just have – a lot more experience in doing this than they have. Uh, but yes, slowly but surely, you know, we're definitely making sure that our kids also have the same mindset and the same values mm-hmm. to give back to every community that they're at, because this is what makes community. It's everyone pitching in and, and working together mm-hmm. to make it a better place to live, work, play, whatever, school, go to school. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Carol, Through your volunteer experiences, there's been a theme as well of mentorship, it seems like. That seems to be an area for you that you're really passionate about. Do you have an example or a story that you could share of maybe when you connected with a young person and saw some growth? Oh, I have so many experiences. It's hard to pinpoint one, but it's just through Girl Scouts. I saw it. I saw the tremendous growth. And it's so circular. You know, you give and then you get. You give Mm -hmm. and you get. It's Mm -hmm. just constantly. It's a beautiful thing to see a young person develop more confidence in themselves, you know, a teenager and even a young professional. So Mm -hmm. I mentor several people and one in particular that I am involved with through the Latinas in Tech of greater Philadelphia and she's courageous. I just I just get so so much out of every interaction I have with her from going from one coast to this side because she was from the west coast and it's just a wonderful experience to be able to connect with young people and help them see the potential and and all the gifts that they have to offer the world. Did you have someone do that for you when you were coming up? Absolutely. Your Absolutely. I've had people in my life. I still have people in my life. Like I said before, it's just the desire to constantly give back and and show gratitude and pay Mm -hmm. things forward. Mm -hmm. My motto is always pay it forward, pay it forward, pay it forward. People have invested in me, poured their talents and energy into me, and I have that commitment and desire and responsibility to do the same. So it's it's a real strong, strong motivation in my life. That's so exciting to hear. So what advice do you have for someone who's looking for a mentor? 
look at the people around them and have the courage to speak up and approach people because so often folks feel like, oh, are, are you sure they would? They, you know, they get in their head and they start overthinking things like, oh, I don't know if this person would just try, just have a conversation. And and I often read a lot about how people can approach mentorship and mentors because I just study that. I, I like to study all the, the articles. It can be just as simple as I'd like your advice about something mm-hmm. and let it grow organically. It doesn't have to be a very structured like, okay, I'm looking for a mentor. It's almost like you have a like a job description and it mm-hmm. has to be like every Tuesday at 9 a.m. It can definitely grow more organically. I have found that that has produced so much in my life when it was more low-key like that. Just kind of, you know, just conversation about how I admire someone and I, I respect that person and I would just like to get advice. And it snowballed into something, you know, on a more regular basis. And that's how I've done it. And I, I think sometimes overthinking things can complicate mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to be like that. It can just be, you know, yeah. just yep. showing kindness and... And reaching your hand out to <laughs> to help others and also be helped. I love that. And somebody once told me, we were talking about this topic earlier in my career. We were talking about this and the advice was also, but remember, you're also responsible for your own career development. Absolutely. All of that that you just said, is it's so important, but everybody should own that. Yes. And you can find different things from different people. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one mentor. I'm sure you've seen that across your life. You've had many. 100%. But, I agree with you. Carol, you're so successful in your business career, such a leader in community. Are there skills that you found to be transferable? Was there something you learned in your work life that applies to your volunteer life and the same for the reverse? Are the things that you've learned in community are you able to take to work to make you a more accomplished professional? That's a great question, and I was actually thinking a lot about that prior to the interview because everything that I do is so interrelated. And that's exactly, I think, how it works in my life. I am getting more interested in artificial intelligence and tech. And so I thought, I really want to connect with other people that know a lot more than than I know. Mm-hmm. And I want to also be supportive of people that also want to get into this field. So that's how I went down my journey to be connected with this a nonprofit organization called Latinas in Tech. And I bring that to work because I want to know more and I want to leverage that in the energy sector, in the utility sector. So absolutely, everything that I do is all interconnected. It's not like I'm compartmentalizing anything. What you see in Carol is what you get. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in tech. I'm interested in DEI. I'm interested in energy, sustainability, leadership, entrepreneurship, business, philanthropy. It's all together. Mm -hmm. Carol, I want to go back to, we're almost at the end of our time, unfortunately, but I want to go back to, I love that you said you're a human pollinator. (laughs) And I know how committed you are to environmental harmony and to sustainability. Could you share a few final thoughts about that topic? Oh, I love sustainability because I think we have a duty to respect the planet and Mm -hmm. to do all that we can. And so I just, I'm interested in energy efficiency and I talk to people about this. And yesterday I had my second session of beekeeping class (laughs) through Penn State Extension. So 
it's just a core value that I have to make sure that we protect the planet. And I just try to spread those messages to everybody because it's so important to me and how I want to live my life. You know, the the brand, like my brand, I want when people hear about me, look at me, interact with me, I want them to know that this matters to me. And I, I would love to be able to share that, continue to share that with others. Perfect, perfect. Spending time on your brand and understanding what that is, so important. So thank you. Final question. What advice would you have for people who maybe aren't yet engaged, don't quite know how to do it, aren't sure it's for them? Any advice for people thinking about volunteering in this community? Do it. (laughs) Do it, do it, do it. Start small. Maybe it is not serving on a board of directors, but maybe it's just volunteering every three months, one Saturday. And then maybe it could be every month and maybe Mm -hmm. it could just snowball into something more regular on a more regular basis. But I just think if you care about this community, then give back in some way. Find talents that you have and share them with others. Don't hoard those talents to yourself. Mm -hmm. Share them with others because I want to also point out a poem that I love, and I'm not going to read it because that would take too much time, but I have it right next to me because I'm looking at this picture and I just love it so much. It's by Alberto Rios, and it's called When Giving is All You Have. I love it. And the two first lines are, one river gives its journey to the next, and that's what everyone can do. You give your skill sets to someone else, to another organization, and then they take it from there and they build upon it. And that's what makes our community strong. I have a master's from Penn State. The master's was community psychology and social change because I really, I, I really live this. I studied this. I live this still to this day. And I think that that's what can continue to make us strong. And the Lehigh Valley is an awesome, awesome place. I've lived in other places. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay here because I love what we have here. And I want to protect it and I want it to grow and thrive. And I encourage everyone to get connected with any organization that you think that connects to the skill sets that you have and just let it just go. Let's just grow this and see from the little tiny little seed that we you're planting it can grow into a beautiful garden go for it though don't don't get in your head take the chance and and help others so well said listeners we were joined by carol obando durstein community leader and advocate of so many things carol thanks again for being with us thank you so much well it's been a great night again on a closer look we were joined by jason king jones artistic director of pennsylvania shakespeare festival and my friend and community leader carol obando durstein We look forward to seeing you next month on A Closer Look. If you enjoyed this program, please go to the WDIY website or app to share or become a WDIY member.